Have you have you ever seen While You Were Out? Nope. It's like yeah. an older HGTV show. Holy shit, that was like my jam when it was out. How many jams do you have? You got a lot. You got a lot. She's got a whole pantry full of jams. Yeah, you're like an old lady with all your jams. I actually have a lot of actual real life jams. I believe it. In my kitchen right now. I believe it. I went to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What up, Lancaster, PA? Beautiful place. Like uh, seven months ago, and I went to this place called Kitchen Kettle Village. It has the best fucking jams. And they're like little, like two ounce bottles of like all these different kind of jams. They have so many jams and jellies. No, when 100% you, would go. When this you is say actually jams, a commercial. Are, we, are you saying jams with an S or jams with a Z? Both. It's with an S. Oh, wow. The Lancaster, the youngins are using yeah, the yeah. Z. You know, those like Amish and Mennonite folks. They don't have like, well, Amish people. They don't use electronics. Everybody they can't. Your, it's like your a favorite, part of their your thing. favorite kind of jam. Go. Uh, uh, Buster Rhymes. I was gonna say Jock Jams. Oh, oh shit! Damn. Never mind. I got nothing. Uh, you now. won. Yeah. I also like strawberry preserves. <laughs> Don't like, fucking laugh at that. This is serious business. Does it, wait, does it have to have preserves to be a jam or? Um, no. No, no. It can be. No, it can but be jelly just a. Jelly does, right? Gel, uh, jelly is a little bit different. Well, jelly, jelly you have to refrigerate. Well, you should refrigerate well, yeah, both. Yeah, you should refrigerate both, yeah. But jelly has gelatin in it. So in order for it to be a, a jelly, it has to have gelatin, so there's a certain consistency of it. A jam does not have to contain gelatin, but sometimes it might. I was going to say, oh. a jam's kind of thicker, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And a preserve is, like, the thickest. A preserve is, like... What they give you as at Denny's. As if you, like, mashed up the actual fruit. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's not as boiled down as, say, like, a jelly. Uh, it would be. Cool. So it's, yeah. Well, Jelly and Jam lovers, welcome to episode 56 of Pixel Raiders Land Party. The party, the place to be, is here. You're Antonio. Hey, everybody. I'm Antonio. I'm Danny. You can jelly all up in my jam. I'm Tristan. Or jam up in our jellies. Jam something. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, we've got a really special episode here for you today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like, seriously, like... Wait, why are you making promises like that? Why is this special? What are you talking about? That's a lofty promise. Yeah, you're setting the bar high. Like, Sorry if I'm setting incorrect expectations, everyone. I'm going to ride that back a little bit. We're going to have a pretty mediocre... uh, Okay, there we go. We're going to have a really, really mediocre podcast Welcome for you to today. our 56th episode, half, almost half centennial extravaganza, well, where we'll thing. have here's some almost mediocre features. If we promise them, like, half mediocre, then, like, if we, like, really deliver really good, they'll be like, oh, you know what? That was, like, better than half mediocre. That was, like... But then if we don't deliver on even half mediocre, then how does that make us look? I mean, if that's the case, we should just end this podcast right now. That makes us look like that game we played at PAX that was really bad. Ooh. Wah, wah. Vanilla Destiny. Oh, oh, come on. No, The Division. Oh, God. Oh, I, no matter what, we're still not as bad as The Division. Or Jersey. Sorry, Alex. Or Jersey. I, I installed The Division. Hi, Phil. And I went to play it. And uh, it was everything was going smoothly. I, I, I looked through a year's worth of patch notes. And then Ooh. I started Ouch. playing... I started playing and I noticed that How the game, well, I noticed the game for some reason was making the lighting on my keyboard wig out. So it was all flickering and blinking. So I quit to fix that. And then I never got back around to launching it again. So well, I, I almost got back into the division. You. So you then, signed in and that was it. Mm-hmm. Their, okay, servers, cool. their servers can identify that I've been there and then I promptly left, which wow. is probably a good enough statement for that. I guess wow. so. Yeah. Cool. Well, so what else have you been playing? Us, yeah, what else are you playing? Oh, uh, you Zelda. Zelda. Lots of Zelda. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At this point, I'm just mainly just exploring, uh, just to see what yeah, I can find. Yeah, because you've beaten the main story, right? Yep. You and I'm like, that? I'm like 80 hours deep or something, 80 something hours. There's so and much to explore. 
Yeah, and like even this far in, I'm still coming across things that, like I just found the horse god. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, he's just, so cool. Just he threatened to eat me. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no spoilers there, but yeah, I've been playing Zelda. Uh, I played a bunch of fast RMX for the purpose of reviewing it. Yeah, the review's up. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your give us a spark notes of the thoughts because everybody can go to our site pixelrader.com take a look at uh, your full thoughts but give us a uh, 9 out of 10 beautiful showpiece for the switch plays great sounds great looks great great multiplayer I can't I can't recommend it highly enough especially for what some people are calling a lackluster switch launch window mm. it, it fills that void nicely yeah I, wow. I just want to butt in and say that I agree with you uh, you know reading your review and we've said this before like I, I don't think, we don't think, I don't know about Danny, but you and I don't think that the uh, lineup is lackluster. It's sparse, but mm-hmm. there is a, there is a for the most part, a game for every kind of person. There is. And there's been weekly... It's pretty diverse. Weekly drip droppings, everything. Although, can I tell weekly you... Weekly droppings? Can I tell you <laughs> how frustrating it is to Whoppings. get on the internet today and see that Pikmin oh. 2 is out for oh Wii U, my God. but so not for... Like, come on. That is so unfair. What a I saw cock that and I was like, oh, God. Ugh. Anyways. Uh, I've also been playing some... Still some COD 4 remastered for social reasons. That's, okay. That's a steady, that's steady thing. Yeah. And uh, I picked up Kingdom Hearts yesterday, the one two one point five and two point five, yeah, ult- ultra mix. So good. It? I'm so it's, stoked for this game. So like, is it pretty much like the PS3 version? It is exactly the yes. PS3 okay. version, but they okay. combined both of them. And I love Kingdom Hearts. I love me some Kingdom Hearts. I love the story. I love the lore. I love the Disney connection. But oh my god. Kingdom Hearts 1 has aged worse than Macaulay Culkin. Oh, no. Dude, it's so rough. Like, so much mashed together mechanics and just broken oh. gameplay. But I can't I still, wait to play it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's fun to pick it back up after so long. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited because I've only ever played uh, Chain of Memories on Game Boy Advance. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely want to play through... At least the first three. It's like a remastered thing on there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's like the so, PS3. Yeah. So they have they have like one point five, which is Kingdom Hearts one, two point five, which is Kingdom Hearts two. Um, no, one point five is three games. Two point five is three games. So yeah. one point five well, is Chain of Memories, uh, the or- original, which is like Kingdom Hearts X or something like that, whatever. Um, and then the third one. I'm losing. Is it Birth by Sleep? Birth by Sleep is the PSP one, and I think that was on two point five. Okay. Anyway, there's like and there's there's two of them that are like just cinematic versions of the games, or not the actual games. Mm. So you would just sit down and watch them to try and catch up on the story. But at this point, if you're playing Kingdom Hearts to keep in line with the story, I am so sorry for you. Yeah, I'd forget Just about that. Yeah, it's so convoluted. Ansem oh, turns into this person and this person and this person. Yeah. And this person's nobody. And then you have to go pick guy. up the 2.8 Dream Drop Distance remake, which Danny which played. Which is great. Yeah. Which is really fantastic. I enjoyed that game. I would have loved them. Oh, sorry. No, I, I just couldn't believe how much I really enjoyed it and how much like right. going back to the Kingdom Hearts franchise after all of these years was like I, so I hate to sound lovable. like Antonio, but... The whole time I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 1, I just keep say thinking, it, say it. man, I wish I was playing this on Switch. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to because yeah. I was like, you guys Which, know I'm going to say it. It, I'm it feels sh- at home. I'm sure there's some kind of Sony exclusive thing, which is why it's not on X-Bone and PC and everything. Uh, well, it was on 3DS, though. Only Dream Drop Distance. Oh, oh right, right. So, I um, don't know. 365 over... Oh, that was on GBA, wasn't it? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was on uh, Nintendo right. handheld. And then there was the DS one, which was uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Kingdom Hearts Keyblade Edition. And the last thing I've been playing is uh, uh, Guild of Dungeoneering. I have that on my phone now, thanks to Antonio for my birthday. Happy birthday, bud! Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was out. How does it play? 
We we played it at a uh, well. He I watched him play it at a uh, Bax. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, a roguelike card building battling. Game. It's weird. It's like you have a, it's a guild of dungeoneers which yeah. you build up as you play, and it's like all drawn out on like it looks like graph paper. So it looks like someone drew it all with a pencil, um, like a like a you know a dungeon master might. Yeah. And so you are building these guys and you take them through these dungeons that you're building as you go. Every every turn you get like five or six cards and the car- the cards can be pieces for the dungeon that you can place, enemies that you'll put inside of rooms and rewards that you'll put in those rooms and you just kind of go through these dungeons that you're building and doing this card battling mechanic uh, as you try and, you know, get better loot and, and kind of move forward. So it's... Uh, fun uh it's yeah. it's very grindy but it's it's I, when i played it at pax i played it for pc and i was like man this is pretty cool and now i'm really glad that i'm playing it for uh, ios because mm. i don't know the, the way that it's set up to kind of be like kind of you're meant to die over and over to, mm. to kind of build yourself up i don't know if i would keep coming back to it if it was on pc and i wasn't having these moments on the train where I was like, yeah, I could probably do a couple dungeons. I was just going to ask if it was available offline. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. It's only offline. Cool. I have another, I have another question. I don't think it has any online functionality. What what is it called again? I want to download it. Guild of Dungeoneers. Dungeoneering. Yeah. Yeah. Guild of Dungeoneering. Did you think does, so I saw it on the PC. Does it seem too small on the phone? That is one thing. Okay. It takes a little while to get used to it. And there are some like weird kink, like some just some mechanical things that I wish were different. Like you can't check your character's stats after you started exploring a dungeon or if you get items after a battle, you can't really compare them to what you have in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of just, if you didn't memorize what you had, um, you're kind of doing a little bit of guesswork. So stuff like that's a little frustrating, but for the six dollars that it was or whatever, it's it's totally totally worth it. I'm having nice. fun. Yeah, and it, cool. the best part the best part is is it's like kind of Bastion style narrated by this like silly lute who sings you ballads about the, the Dungeoneers and just basically how terrible and stupid they are, which is really funny to listen to. Um, and it'll even play over the music that's playing on your phone so you can don't have to stop that so it's fun oh nice yeah it's fun very cool but that's pretty much all i've been playing i think cool awesome what about you danny um for me i have been playing a whole lot of zelda i just checked my switch and i have over 80 hours of zelda times all the zeldas so much zelda i've been meaning to get back into overwatch because i really want to try out orisa Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't is, gotten a chance to. Is she in the main game yet, or she still in the available. test server? Yeah. Nope. Mm. She came out last week. Uh, Will was last talking Tuesday. about it. Really? Mm. Yeah. So I I am making that a priority for me to do this weekend because I want to just like take some time and do it. Maybe I'll stream it if I um, have the time. Because um, I've seen like gameplay videos of her online, and she looks super fun to play. Right. Um. So I definitely want to try that out. That's like on my to-do list. Um, in terms of games, like it's literally just been Zelda yeah. um, for no, the most part. Uh, no like shame in that. Like my PlayStation 4 is unplugged and it's wow. been unplugged. I know. Um, but related to Zelda, not super related to like the games I've been playing, but um, this weekend is Mocha. Um and so I created a drawn out zine, uh, like a little mini magazine for um, that's Zelda themed. And Tristan helped me with the title and it's titled It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Bake This. And it's like all um, it's a little cookbook. baking recipes and yeah, cookbooks from like things that you can make in the game. And I like illustrated Um, my own version of what those items look like. Um, And I'm actually going to make the drawings of all that available um, online um, on our website. So be on the lookout for that. By the time this podcast goes up, it may or may not 
already be on the site. So take a look at that. Um, yeah, YOLO swag 420 plays it. Zelda is my life right now. Zelda I'm like really close to beating it. Also, I'm writing a review for it. Um, so that should be up probably by the beginning of next week. Cool beans. So be on the lookout for that too. My literally like my whole life is Zelda right now. And I'm I, totally fine with it. I I've been struggling with the thoughts of reviewing that game just because it's such a unique experience for everyone. It's so hard to kind of for tell sure. people what they're going to expect going into it, I think. Yeah. For me, like as I've been writing the review, I've been trying to be as objective as possible which right. is really difficult when you're writing about something that you adore is, so much oh uh, yeah it's like such an emotional experience right um but yeah i hope i do it justice y'all will need to let me know whether uh you agree or disagree with my assessment and by you guys i mean all of you listeners out there who i love so fondly right kisses what uh, what have you been playing, Anton Bone? Oh, I actually have quite a few things. So uh, mainly Zelda, no surprise there. Um, mm-hmm. Last I checked today, according to the Switch, I've clocked in about ninety hours. Nice. Um, I still haven't found the horse god you're talking about. I still haven't found. What? Yeah, I still haven't bought a house. What? Uh, yeah, I'm Dude, just. Dude, you gotta buy that house. I know. Buy that I know. House. I'm just. Uh, I I found the camel. Uh, Divine Beast, um, but I've just been messing around. Uh, I I got my first, be my first underground kind of hidden um, shrine, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Had to take down a big old baddie for that, but that mm-hmm. was neat. Nice. Um, otherwise, I've been playing uh, Snake Pass. Um, I got how has that the, been? I like it. I got the tell re- me objectively and really. Um. So, so can, you, it's, can it's, you explain to me what the hell it even is? So Snake Pass is a 3D platformer um, where it's a basically a collectathon. Um, so you play as a snake yeah. um, who has it. Like basically, the controls are really cool because it's a very unique kind of physics engine esque thing where like you're controlling this like weird coiling snake and it's really fun it seems like very like when i was looking at it at pax it seemed like a the fine line between like clop and a game that is actually playable where it's like awkward controls but like that's like the charm of it um and for me personally when i was watching it um, and I didn't get any hands-on time with it. So, Tony, please let me know if your experience within the game is different. It seemed like – it seemed very colorful. It seemed really gorgeous. Like, the actual, like, way that you were controlling the snake seemed super cool and kind of intuitive to how a snake would actually move, which was cool. Um, but it seemed super slow, like, actually, like, moving around everything. And, like, if you made a mistake or fell off of something, it seemed like it would take a really long time to get back on top of it. And it seemed like something that I would get really frustrated with really fast. Aesthetically, it looks like something that might exist inside of, like, the Donkey Kong Country or Banjo-Kazooie universe. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's yeah, it. 100%. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a very, very strong uh, influence from the Rare games from back in those days in there. Um, and it, it is interesting, you know, because you have to move the joystick left, right to mimic the, the snake's head movings. And the Mm -hmm. more that you slither as a snake, the faster you actually go and crawl. Um, my thing is there's past all the collecting, there's not a whole lot to do. So each level you have to collect these three gems that each raise a pedestal that opens up the portal to portal at the end of the level. That's it. Right. Um, Meanwhile, Does it have like a lot of puzzling aspects to it? Um, like there's some environmental things a bit, um, but mainly the the whole thing is just trying to, you know, climb your way or find the easiest or best path for you to get up to your objective. Right. Um, is it timed or? No, at least okay. uh, uh, not that I've run into yet. I haven't run into anything. I, I haven't seen like a. There's not like a new game plus or anything like that. 
Um, I mean, it's a $20 game, so uh, I don't know. I mean, there's 15 levels across four worlds. I don't know how that math works out, but, you know. Uh, 15 for each world? It's, it's very much an indie no, game. No, 15 though, in general. So I think that it's oh. like... yeah. It's important to manage your expectations, I think. Yeah, oh, it's it's, sure. it's, me- like it's meant to be a small title. I think it's something, you know, for me, I like it because it's really laid back. It's something I can play during my commute that's not, I won't get as lost in it as Zelda, um, obviously, but I can just play it for a little bit here and there. So I mean, uh, for $20, like, I'm willing to try anything. Wink, wink, listeners. Wait. What? what? Huh? Is, is made by the people who made... Little Big Planet Three. Yeah, it's made by Sumo Digital. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, it's there. So it actually. I'll, do you know the story of how it came came to be? Uh, you told me, but I bet the rest of the listeners would enjoy hearing it. Well, let me tell you, listeners. So Sumo Digital has this thing where they do a game jam, an internal game jam, where um, basically you have a set amount of time and you have to crank out a game. Uh, because Sumo Digital, up until this point, this is their first new IP. Everything else they do is always licensed. So they did uh, Sonic All Stars Racing, they did Little Big Planet Three, they do stuff like that. They're doing um, Crackdown Three. Yeah, they're doing Crackdown Three. Yeah. Um, so actually, funny you mentioned that. Uh, the guy who, and I don't know his name off the top of my head, um, but he was actually tasked with learning uh, Unreal Engine Four um, because he was supposed to be on the Crackdown 3 team. And the reason he had no experience is because they actually poached him uh, because he was just a regular kind of Joe Schmo um, who became really, really well-known in the Little Big Planet 3 community as a fa- as a level creator. Um, like, not professionally, but just like a home at-home level creator. Uh, so they actually brought him on board, and he helped... You know, with Little Big Planet Three in the future and stuff like that. Anyway, so he was trying to figure out Unity for Crackdown, um, and they were like, "Okay, well, you you know, you're having a difficult time, so we'll put you on your own thing. Go over here and learn learn some Unity. Um, I'm sorry, Unreal, and then you know, come back." So he had a rope, and he was trying to attach this rope to the ceiling, and he missed it. He messed something up, and the rope fell and curled up. And he's like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, the way it kind of curled up reminded him of his snake. And uh, he used to have snakes growing up. He was a big, you know, he's, he likes snakes. So he's like, I wonder if I can make this into, like, something that's playable. Um, so for the game jam, they took this rope and transformed it into a snake uh, and had it traveling, you know, slithering up, like, some uh, trees and different uh, bare bones obstacles and stuff like that. And a lot of people really, you know, fell in love with the idea internally because it's something that's very different from everything else. I mean, that's one thing you could say is I have personally, I've never played a 3D platformer where you slither around as a snake. Like you can't jump uh, and that's something you always do in platforming. So it's definitely unique. Uh, so they showed it off about a year ago, uh, a playable demo. And I think it was, I think it was uh, EGX. Um, and then in about a year, they turned out this little, turned out this little game. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been playing that. Uh, I also played Faded the Silent Oath, which is a PSVR game. Uh, it's about, I liked it. It's about 90 minutes. It's not so much a game. It's kind of more of like a walking simulator Mm. and you, and you experience the story. Um, but there are some elemental puzzles here and there. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, the ending was very abrupt. Uh, like I thought I was maybe midway through or at the like the climax of the story, and it just stopped. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so apparently, like from a story perspective or overall? Well, overall, but definitely from a story perspective, it mm. was just like, "Shink, you're done." Um, and according to what I was reading on Steam, the developer wants to make a second episode. Mm. So it, it's weird because it reminds me of this game that I played earlier that was episodic on PSVR called um, – oh, my God. What was it called? 
Anyway, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. But it was cool an episodic story. Well. Anyway. <laughs> um, so it's the one thing that kind of worries me about these episodic games is like if you – for the people that really like it and are really invested, if it doesn't sell well, then it's kind of like, well, that's it. You get half of a game or a quarter of a game because you don't get the rest of that fleshed out story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I'm hoping it sells well because – I definitely would like to spend some more time in that game and, and right. find more of the story. Uh, I also played about an hour of Oceanhorn on iOS. Oh, I love Oceanhorn. That game is also coming to Switch. Yeah, it's actually not a bad game. Yeah, I was really surprised good. it was coming to Switch. Uh, I played Blaster Master Zero for a bit, which uh, I was telling uh, Tristan I think he'd really like because it, it melds Metroidvania and some dungeon crawling together. It's pretty interesting. Pretty cool game. I might check it out. It's I definitely. 10, it's only ten bucks. So. Yeah, I think you should check it out for sure, especially What's ten it on? bucks. Switch. Switch. Swatch. And 3ds. Oh, so watch. Yeah, it's oh. also. It's also. Wait, a 3DS. what's what's it's a 3ds? 3DS yeah, it's this Blaster archaic Master device that existed before Switch came out. Oh, bef- before Switch. Imagine, uh-huh. imagine the Switch, but you know, a lot less powerful with two screens that can fit in your pocket and it folds up. Ew. It also took cartridges, except you could lick. Except you could lick those. They didn't taste. They bad. They didn't taste bad. Oh, they didn't taste bad. No, no point to them. Oh, and I also played last night. Tristan will like this. Psychonauts. Nice. Hmm. I love because Psychonauts. I, uh, I the finished, VR thing. Well, actually, I I'm almost finished Rhombus of Ruin, and I was like, you know, I I really should play the first one because I feel like. Have you never played it? I had played it. I I had it on PS3 apparently. Um, but I never finished it, Aww. so it was ten bucks on uh, PS4. So I picked it up on that, and I got through the first like drill sergeant thing. Mm. That game's so weird. It's very it's weird. So good. It's so, I like it. Reminds it it's like if like Tim Burton made a kids cartoon. Yeah, something. that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is like a Tim With Burton Invader vibe. Zim's voice. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dig that. I dig yeah. it though. It's pretty good. Um, but I, I think actually. I want to, you know, play Rama's Ruin again after I play this and mm-hmm. finish it, so I can get all the little references. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But I, like, what I can say for Rama's Ruin is the production quality is like top notch. Nice. Like after playing a little bit of the first Psychonauts, now I can appreciate how I feel like I'm with those characters mm. right. a lot more. So that's what I've been playing. That was oh. like a that was like a will segment right there. I I thought of something else that I played actually. What else? Because I wasn't here last podcast. I partook in the uh, Splatoon Global Test. Oh, how oh, was yeah, that? Please tell us about it. It's Splatoon. Cool. Cool. No, that's not a bad thing. You that's know, all I need to know. It's yeah. New hair, new fashions. Um, it works really well. I was very impressed by how how well it held up. Um. For you know a device that's basically 100% wireless and a network yeah. beta test and all these people and you know Nintendo's online systems are not yeah. exactly. Was there a lot of like lag or? The only time that I had any issue getting in was the first test fire, but I was also mm. trying to get on at work on my work connection, gotcha. which probably that could have played a part. Yeah, that probably played more of a part than anything else, but. Once I was in a game, it was pretty flawless. I, I didn't experience any real hiccups with with ping or you know stand like uh, people with people's connection doing standby or lag on any noticeable degree. So it was a it was a really really nice way to break that in. I do wish there had been more opportunities. Yeah, you know, it kind of sucked that it was like for an hour at a time. Um, and I wish they kind I wish they gave some kind of taste of what the progression system was like or anything you know it was basically just play this match play this match play this match and i get it because it's just basically a network test but that i think that maybe they missed a little bit of an opportunity to get people on the hook for that game you know because equally as important to that being a network test it was a a dipping your toes into the water of what's going to come so they needed to make as big of an impression as they could i think well that's what disappointed me was you know I worked both days, and then Sunday, I was off, and I was right. you know stoked to play. And I woke up at seven forty-five, and it right. would have had like ten minutes. 
And and the, and the thing is, is, is the thing is is like when they did this for Splatoon one, it wasn't that far off from the launch. Uh, and this one, I mean, we're months away. We're months still, away. So. Yeah, it's not coming until summer. Right. So I'm I'm afraid that maybe the hype that this generated may evaporate a little bit by the time by the time that game comes out. Yeah. Did you see? Oh, hundred uh, percent. I think it will we'll evaporate see. quite a bit. Yeah. I think uh, no matter what, people are going to be excited about it because it's it's, Splatoon. it's still Splatoon. Yeah. It's it's a fun, fresh take on third person shooters and uh, competitive shooting on Nintendo, and really the only form you can get it. So. The fact that it's on Switch, I think, is going to, you know, make it sound like hotcakes, obviously. But, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dive into some of the news for the week. Uh, first up, we have the review Tristan put up on Fast RMX. So, please go check that out if you're interested. It's really thorough. And he did a very good job. Yeah, it's great. In the world of PlayStation, uh, PS4's media player has been updated to version 3.0, which adds 4K video playback support for PS4 Pro owners. Uh, In the world of Xbox, the biggest thing I had was Microsoft rolled out the latest Xbox One update, which adds a bunch of new features such as streaming gameplay from the Xbox One guide via Beam. There's also a snappier home screen and guide, along with new multitasking scenarios is, and other features. It is a much smoother experience. Mm. Now. I, I hope so. That's no, nice. It's been, no what, more four chugging. years now? Yeah, exactly. No more chugging or hitching up when you're trying to do stuff. It's real nice. Real wow. nice. That's good to hear. Can I, oh, can I bring up another uh, PlayStation news? Yeah, bit? please do. Yeah. So what, what, when did Ratchet & Clank come out? April of last year? That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. So when I when I bought Kingdom Hearts, I popped the whatever game was in my disc tray out of my PS4. It was Ratchet and Clank. I have not taken a game out of my PS4 in over almost a year. That's crazy. Nice. <laughs> Did you upgrade your drive? Uh no. What? Are you kidding? I've played three games on my PS4 since oh. like like Batman, Infamous 2, No Man's Sky, Ratchet and Clank, and uh, Kingdom Hearts. That's like, like six the only I thing. I forgot you were such an X-Bone boy and PC it's, overlord. I was, I don't, it's just the games. Uh, Sony doesn't have any exclusives that interest me other than Horizon Ratchet Horizon. and Clank. Well, yeah, I'll get around to that. That game looks... Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if I want to play Horizon or I just want to play robot dinosaur fighting. I mean, are the two different? Yeah. It's really good. It's super good. Have you done robot dinosaur fighting? Yes. Is it amazing? It's super amazing. Okay, I need to play that then. Okay, you will. (laughs) So, in the world of Nintendo, you may have heard in our last podcast episode, Will and I were talking, and I told him that... Billings Farm and Museum challenged Nintendo to a milk-off, and Nintendo yeah. accepted. Excuse me, a milk-off? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? <laughs> yeah, it was on NeoGAF. They, uh, they tweeted the that. the worst name ever. Yeah, I know. That's what they did. They milked off. They said, we've been doing this for 30 years. And they said that Nintendo's milking skills looked weak. <laughs> That's beautiful. This is fucking beautiful. poetry happening in the real world right now, you guys. It was beautiful. <laughs> so there are uh, there are photos of uh, Nintendo of America milking employees off. <laughs> milking off at a museum. Beautiful. In other news, <laughs> Psionic said they're evaluating. Just, it's fucking dying I, over I know, there. I know. Psionic said they're evaluating bringing Rocket League to Switch if the community demand is high enough. Uh, that would be a good place for that game. It would yeah, be. Yeah, I think so. Here's something I thought Especially was... Especially if their multiplayer is um, shaping up as good as it seems like it is. Yeah. So here's something I thought was already a thing. Uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove and Spectre of Torment both received updates to version 3.0a for Switch, which adds a bunch of features and fixes but most notably brings 1080p support in docked mode. Nice. 
I already thought that Wait, that was what a thing. Was it, what I, was it before? You got me. I don't know. Did you see the? It weird... might have been that like nine twenty upscaled it, to even still. I'm I'm surprised. Did, did you see the the weird resolution that Snake Pass runs in? Yeah, in doc- it's like eight twenty four p or something. What? Yeah, but yeah. then but then it uses anti aliasing, so yeah. it actually looks it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I watched this uh, digital foundry video. Yeah, the com- the comparison yeah. between that and the PS4 version, and it holds up real good. It does. It's impressive. Yeah. Digital Foundry. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they do really great in depth analysis mm-hmm. on a lot of video mm-hmm. game stuff lately. I think it's because a lot of people now are big on like eh, graphics and resolution, and that's what they specialize in. So they're <gasps> right. smart, oh so God. they cater to it. Gra- right. So for all you graphics snobs out there, watch Digital Foundry. If you own a DSi and access the DSi shop, no you have anymore. until, well, by the time this podcast posts, it'll be didn't gone. It, it ended like days ago, didn't it? No, the 31st. Oh, really? So tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow for when Tomorrow's we're recording this. That, yeah. Oh, RIP. But anything you purchased, you'll be able to download, you know, still, you just can't buy anything new. Right. Uh, so this is pretty cool. So Rest in peace. The end of of amazing eShop music is approaching. Oh, please don't say that. So, for those of you who are big in Splatoon, Battlefry and Nintendo of America have teamed up to create the U.S. Inkling Tournament, which allows residents in the U.S. 18 and older to compete to win a trip for four to this year's E3. Um, there's four of us. There are. I have for a, sure. I have a link to the signups on... Uh, our recap post i'm pretty sure we need to sign up as a pixel raider team and see what we can do i think that we would make some really great competition right hands down that'd be pretty cool we all have switches we do i think it's time wait okay wait 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 wait. before we move on because this is a really important topic to me what would our team name be like we would be the pixel raider whaties dinklings milk off (laughs) no what Octopuses. Octopuswas. What? They're squids. Team Squid Milk. Crabs. Team Squid Milk. The Squid Squad. Team Squid Milk. Bringing it back to the Squid Squad right now. Can we be the Squid Squad? Sure. The Pixel Raider Squid Squad. Sure. I'm going to make us t-shirts. Go ahead. I'll wear Okay, sorry. Please continue with the news. That was really important to me. I really need to figure that out. That's all right. It's all right. There's a lot of industry stuff that happens. So EA and DICE announced Star Wars Battlefront 2 this week. And the first trailer is going to debut at the Star Wars Celebration in 2017 at 2.30 p.m. Saturday, April 15th. If it Ew, don't have Galactic Saturday? Conquest, I ain't interested. It's because it's, like it's at like an expo thing. Yeah, it's an expo thing for oh, Star, Star, Wars. Star Wars Celebration. celebration. Uh, it. It's going to have a single-player campaign and stuff like that. So that could be cool. That's uh... Actually. Uh, Disney announced Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2, the sequel, which is slated to hit theaters March 9th, 2018. Oh, no. Are they going to put him guys, into memes and shit? Why would they not call it fucking Ralph Wrecks the Internet? That's the perfect name for that movie. It would have been. And they were like, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, that's... Yep. That's... What a missed opportunity. Bad. I know. That's all I have to say about that. I do love Wreck-It Ralph. It's one of my favorite. Wreck-It Ralph was yeah. great. Pixar movies. I so. really hope they don't ruin it with the second one, though. Right. I don't think it, they it, don't, uh, Listen, judging by that title, it already sounds like they have. I was going to so. say, yeah. Uh, look, looking at that it's title. It's going to be fucking Pixels all over again. Hey, Pixels actually was uh, not Oh, God. Bad. Don't. Don't. It was not Don't. I still want to respect you as a human you being. Never, oh you my never respected God. me. <laughs> Coming from the peasant who slept on a mattress on the floor... At We're going to put a poll up on I our would, Twitter. I would sleep um, on 10 mattresses before I said Pixels is a good film. I didn't say it was good. I said it wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. We're going to put a poll on our Twitters right after this uh, goes live so that you, the viewers, can vote on whether Antonio is correct in saying that Pixels wasn't that bad or... If he is completely wrong and dumb and Rebel. stupid. I'll put the ball up. You're stupid. That movie 
in other news. So it has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I know. You're objectively incorrect, Antonio. In, in other news, Watch Dogs 2 is getting a whole bunch of free downloadable content that was originally slated, actually, for season pass holders. So everyone's going to be getting that new... That sucks for so, the people who bought yeah, season pass. what happens pass. if you bought a season pass? They're coming up with new content for them, I guess. They're um, coming out with new uh, PvP modes, a paintball it's gonna rifle. It's going to be skins. Yep. Armor, oh, probably. God. Skins. Uh, armored loot trucks, more outfits, mm-hmm. and support for mm-hmm. activities like motocross and drone races. Now, did you guys hear this? Blizzard has announced they'll be creating high-end collectibles of their characters from their stable of IP... Rather yeah. than solely Widowmaker licensing the third parties. Yeah. yeah. Widowmaker came out and looked, seriously, she looks so beautiful. That plastic They're booty. so beautiful. Yeah, so the initial offer. I can't offer, wait until Lady Sylvanas comes out. I'm going to buy her so fast. Uh, the initial offering includes badass renditions of Widowmaker, Reaper, and Tracer, each going for 150 so, I would buy a, uh, yeah. I would buy a tracer. 100%. Not for one fifty, but you can get a Hearthstone keepsake box for two twenty five. They have a bunch of stuff on there, so you may want to check it out. I have a link to the uh their shop in the do, recap as do well. Do any of you guys play Hearthstone? No. Uh I did, yeah. Is it good? It's really good. Here's the thing about it though, since you can do like microtransactions to buy more cards, it can get really, really frustrating because the people who play that game like religiously will pay money to get really good cards and so they will have like stacked decks so when you're just trying like it's really really hard there's like story modes in it and shit too so like you can play against like computers and it's really really fun the game itself is like really phenomenal is it Um, is it the type of mobile game where it wants me to play for a while and then makes me stop so that it recharges some kind of energy meter unless i give them money or no just play and play and play you can play and play and play there's certain things that like if you want to duel in the arena you'll need in-game currency to do that but you can do that by like winning duels and you get like quests like beat two taurins or beat two warriors in a match like um so like there's in-game currency but you can get it without having to pay money um and like after a certain amount of in-game currency you can also spend it on um getting card packs and things like that you can play against npcs like the computer or you can um do like a free play where you play either just like random people or play ranked so there's like a ranking system like almost like competitive mode in overwatch where like you'll get ranked up and then um start to go against people in that ranking right cool yeah I have a couple things left. Um, Did you guys hear about the Lego City Undercover fiasco? That was actually one of them, yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. So Warner Brothers announced an official statement. Uh, So basically, long story short, the packaging on their box said that you needed 13 gigs or something like that minimum of uh, space on your Switch for the game cart itself. And it ended up just being uh, misprint. So the whole game is on the car. You don't need 13 gigs of space for you on your Switch. It's all there. That's a bad typo. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, Warner Brothers also announced a VR-exclusive partnership with HTC Vive for all VR-related content, starting with Steven Spielberg's adaptation of Ready Player One. Wait, 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 wait a second. Steven Spielberg is making Ready Player One, the book, into a movie? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? That's going to be available in VR? No, I had no idea. That well, book I don't, is I like... Don't, I don't know if the movie itself is going to be in VR, but they're going to have like VR like content around that it, promoting book, it. That fucking book? Okay. That book is like so good if you just want to read it strictly for entertainment. Literally reading the whole thing, it felt like a dude was just like wanking off as he was telling you, I know more about like video games and eighties retro trivia than you do. But like the, the book itself was like still kind of good. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. I yeah. You'll definitely it. have to read it. Uh, Bethesda is taking signups for the quake championships beta, which is set to kick off April 6th. I have a link Sweet. in the recap as well. Polymer Lucky is parting ways with both Facebook and Oculus this week. This was his last week. Uh, make it sound like it's his choice. No. He, to- <laughs> he totally got booted after his political antics and 
shit like that. Because he's nuts. Uh, Bungie dropped the first cinematic trailer for Destiny 2 this week. It and actually those, looks... It looks really good. Pretty good. Uh, I really dig the tone of it. I hope that this time around it focuses more on story. And I you know, want to care about the characters. But so far what they showed I really like. Um, those who pre-order the game... Uh, will gain access to the beta when it's announced. The game itself is coming out September 8th, which I think is when the first one came out, isn't it? Uh, the first one came out September 9th. Okay, I knew it was around there. It was uh, close. Because it was two days after my birthday, and this one's one day after my birthday. Yeah, I wonder what you're getting for your birthday. Yeah, you know it. High five. Bam. Uh, that was a real-life high five. We were both next to each other and high-fived each yeah. other. Listeners, don't we be did. fooled. We did hang out during the podcast and don't invite me. Well, yeah. yeah, we want to keep things positive. <laughs> and the last bit of news I have is official set photos have been released. Uh, I'm going to get her name wrong. Of actress Alicia Vikander, uh, known for e- her role in Ex Machina, as Laura Croft in the upcoming Tomb Raider movie. Yes. And she looks If you haven't seen Ex Machina, great. go watch Ex go Machina. Go watch it. It's really good. And she does a really good job in it. Everyone's really good in that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think she pulls off Laura Croft well. Um, I like the fact that just like the reboot, she's not like over-sexualized. She's based on the, uh, you know, the reboot. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be as torture porny as that first Tomb Raider remake? Because that Probably was not real bad. I don't think so. It was like uncomfortable we'll in, in places. So. That brings me to the topic of show, and Danny. Torture porn. That, <laughs> yeah. That, that is not. This the topic is my of kind show. of topic right now. Here we go. Let's talk about torture porn. I'm just kidding. Oh god. Go ahead, Antonio. No, I mean, unless them. our listeners tell want me. us to talk about torture porn, if you want us to talk about torture porn in our next episode, please send us an email at podcast.pixelrated.com and say, Danny, I want you to talk about torture porn because I have a lot to say about it. Please anyway, continue, Antonio. So the topic of show uh, picked by Danny is what games would you like to see made into movies or a movie? Mm. Well, one of mine was made into a movie and it didn't turn out as great as I'd hoped. Super Which Mario one? Brothers. No. That That's could be Persia? no Super Mario Brothers. No, Super Mario Brothers could have been Assassin's a good Creed? Hold on. Super Mario Brothers could have been a good animated movie, I think. I still think that... Do you think so, though, really? I... I I think they would ruin it. My vote was for Ratchet and Clank. And I just... I think they just... They screwed up that script. True story. I still haven't seen that movie. I watched... I mean, it wasn't horrible. Did you play the game? Then you've basically seen the movie. Yeah, that's a thing, too. (laughs) That's what I heard. That's why I didn't see it. And the game was a lot more fun. Right. Obviously. But for a kid, like trying, I try to get in that mindset of like not being overcritical of everything, like I am as an adult, and I probably would have really liked it a lot more. So, uh, Danny, what what movies would what games would you want to be hmm. have made into a movie? Oh my Ooh, god! I've if we one. could get like a fucking like Sigourney Weaver aliens feeling uh, Metroid Prime. That would be fucking stellar. Everybody always says this, and I would love to see it, but I don't know how you tackle that because Metroid is such an exploration-based like IP. It's so light on story. There are like three yeah, or four. Yeah, and when they tried to put story in it, it was literally the worst Metroid game ever. Yeah. <laughs> Looking okay. at you, Other M. Other M was not that bad. It was it, so bad. It's not that bad. So bad. It's not that bad. But so bad. I would love to see some some kind of thing, even if it was like a, like a Netflix thing or Nintendo, just get some in-house animators and make your own video content. People would pay for it. I would pay for it. Yeah, seriously. One of my one of my wishes is actually a Nintendo IP. Star Fox. Although it's basically Star Wars, I guess, so it's already the I was going to say. Yeah. That's, yeah, damn it. A little, that's like saying I want 
Grand Theft Auto Vice City to be a movie. It, it already is. <laughs> yeah. It's called it is Scarface. basically already. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think that Jack and Daxter would make a really interesting movie. I just want a new Jack and Daxter game. Give I mean, me, yeah. Give me a reboot of the first one, like a good reimagining. Like what they did with Ratchet and Clank. Not they, or Crash but... Bandicoot, even. Yeah, but I, I think I'd rather Ratchet and Clank because they really, really rebooted it. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they turned it into a completely different game. Yeah, that's what I'd I like. don't think they even need to do that. I think if they do a Crash Bandicoot where they basically reskin everything, they have the same levels, and then they add some additional stuff, like, they're good. Like, that first game was so solid. It was such a solid game. She's talking about right. Jack and Daxter. Right. Yeah. Um, hmm. What else? Hmm. Let me think. I would love to see, like, a... Like a super... Meat Boy? Drama, violent, God of War movie. Ooh. That could be cool. Yeah. That's and I mean, like, it that's, is already, that's been rumored for a long time. It's al- it's yeah, just, well, it's already under House Sony, who makes their own movies anyway. So yeah, like, that's true. It's been under development yeah. hell from what I heard. So, yeah. Uncharted could be interesting, but that's actually coming it's out now. It's just basically Indiana Jones, bro. Yeah, yeah it is. True. You keep saying things that already exist, Antonio. Yeah. A Zelda movie? Mm, I'd watch uh, it. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing yeah. with video game movies. It's like yeah. there are certain things that I I don't know that it's worth touching because then you could just you know like mm. Assassin's Creed or Prince of Persia. Those both great games, shitty uh, movies. Man. What about okay? What about yo? Prince of Persia was amazing. <laughs> what about Bioshock? I'd love to, but it's never going to happen. Movie. It already got canceled. They Wait, tried to what? make it. It tried? They tried it like in 2010 oh or something. God. and started oh, doing yeah. it. And then it just like kept falling through for whatever reason. Like Dumb. casting and directing and budgets because that's like a really expensive concept. And Yeah, it's true. It, I would I would love to see it, but also at the same time I don't I don't know how much value there is in something like like if you're making Bioshock into a movie, you kind of have to follow the same formula as the game. Yeah. And then at that point, it's like you already well, know what's happening. Basically, well, yeah, there's the twist that I know is coming. Yeah. So. You know what would make a really good game too, or a really good movie too? Um, Fatal Frame. Did yeah. Did you guys ever play oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would game. make a phenomenal movie, especially yeah. if they like set it in like the nineties or like even the eighties. What about Infamous? Mm. I'd watch it, I guess. Why don't yeah, I, even... I would watch it. I think I'd... Infamous would make a really interesting uh, TV show, like HBO kind of thing. I think Deus Ex would make a cool one too. Isn't that already a movie? No. No. That's just a series of games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd rather just watch Blade Runner at that point, I guess. <laughs> I'd, watch a, I'd watch a nice Metal Gear Solid, but only if it was like written by Mima, or Ko- Kojima. Kojima. Because he's absolutely batshit insane. But I don't want... I don't want Kiefer Sutherland coming anywhere near it with a 10-foot pole. Can we get a Parappa the Rapper live-action movie? Can we, get, can we get a Parappa the Rapper live-action movie starring, starring Michael Jordan? No. Starring um, the guy from Malibu's Most Wanted as Parappa. Who? What's that guy's name? I don't know. What about Dishonored? Yeah. All right, well, I'm done. Jamie Kennedy. I still I want, don't know who that is. I want him to be Parappa the Rapper. Hmm. There's a joke in there if you look it up. Did someone just take a dump? I think Antonio did. No, I'm here. <laughs> cool, well... That wraps up episode 56 of Land Party. 
I'm gonna go milk off. Ew. What? I still ugh. 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 Yep, so we'll see you guys next week. Hey. Yeah? Have you guys played the new Mass Effect? I heard it's really bad. You know what? It's not really bad. Here's what I can tell you about it. The facial animations were generated by a computer, and that was a really bad idea. So it looks terrible when you like go into cutscenes. I've watched all the romance scenes because that's what I'm really invested in. And I was like, let's see if this romance holds up. They're so fucking awkward to watch. It's like basically like softcore porn that's terribly animated. They're not even looking into each other's eyes. Their mouths don't move correctly. Their bodies move really weirdly like slugs. And it's just really awkward. But the actual gameplay itself is supposed to be really good. Um, Like Bioware does a really good job with like figuring out like quest structures and like but Mass I heard Effect that it's like very good in the past. I heard that it's like way overly generic questy and the side missions are so boring and it takes like an obscene amount of time to get into anything remotely interesting in the game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to play it. It's been on my to-do list. Okay. Yeah, but definitely, like, the romance scenes, if you look them up, oh, dear God, burn your eyes afterwards, because they are... Dude, they are straight porn. Like, that, are... Like some of that stuff's even, like, you couldn't even get that on Cinemax after dark. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, like, 100% straight porn, but, like, okay, before we go, I have two things that I need to say about that. Number one... Why don't you ever see a penis in a game? Number because, two. Be, I can tell you why. Tell me why. Because the video game industry is a predominantly male-driven market, and they're not going to market CG dicks to teenage boys who just want to see CG boobs. But, like, where are these figures even coming from? Because, like, I get that, like, games have been made for men for, like, eternities, but, like, girl gamers are, like, so on the rise, especially, like, now. Yes, but I don't I don't think that they still Listen, come anywhere close. I believe in equality of the sexes. I totally I want to see do. just as I'm, many dicks as I'm totally, I see vulvas and boobies. I'm totally on board for dicks in Mass Effect. Hashtag Mass Dicks. Ha- hashtag Mass Dicks needs to be trending right now now mass dicks you know that's like in if you take off one of the s's in mass dicks uh it would be more dicks in spanish mass dicks mass dicks um <laughs> hashtag mass dicks um the second thing that i want to say now god fuck and now i'm just thinking about mass dicks and i can't even think about what i was gonna say oh i remember what i was gonna say that one girl who's in mass effect i'm really mad about this and i almost was like i'm not gonna play this game because of it um that one girl in mass effect who is a human. She has blonde hair and she ha- literally has the lesbian haircut, right? You can the, take take your time like to google side, her right the now. The side part like let me speak to the manager. Haircut. No, she has uh an undercut and her hair is like mid-length and it's only parted to one side, so she has like uh a shaved head on one side basically. Oh, it was like Sombra? Uh, kind of like Sombra, yeah, except her hair is a little bit shorter. Like, it goes down to, like, probably the bottom of her ear. Um, basically, my girlfriend's haircut. Here's my biggest issue. She's not bisexual or a lesbian at all. She's straight. That is the most unrealistic thing in Mass Effect right now to me, is that that woman is not interested in other women. With a haircut like that? Are you kidding me, Bioware? First you, you are, give me Cassandra that I can't romance as a lesbian. You are so profiling. Listen. Fool me once with Cassandra and Dragon Age, Bioware. Fool me twice. I'm I done. Can't. I can't. I'm done. Look her up. Look her up and tell me she's not a lesbian. I think that's a good place to end this.
Yeah. Anyway, so that ends episode 56 of Pixelator's Land Party. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. See you guys. Hashtag Mastics. <laughs> <laughs>